Did you know that kinky wellness is integral to your self-development? Hi, welcome to The Partition, home of kinky wellness, the ultimate destination to explore the integral connection between kinky wellness and your personal development. I'm your host and kinky wellness coach, Dana Shergill, and I'm here to show why kinky sexual wellness deserves a rightful spot within the wellness conversation. Don't forget to join me each Monday as I bring on a special guest to dive into specific aspects of kinky wellness. So let's strip away the shame and taboo together and have an open conversation about it. Hey, and welcome back. A few weeks ago in episode 124, Sorry Not Sorry, A Guide to Genuine Apologies, I broke down what a good apology is and why you need to know how to apologize when entering kinky wellness and just in general. But today I want to talk to you about what do you do when you yourself don't get an apology that you believe that you were owed? Now, within the kinky wellness aspect of this, you could be with a power exchange partner and they do something that crosses your boundaries but they don't view it like they actually did that. So maybe they're not sorry for what they did. Again, I hate to break it to you. BDSM and kink can attract some unethical people pretending to be ethical within kinky wellness. So as much as I don't want you to run into a situation like that, understand that there is still a possibility that you could run into a complete dickhead who isn't sorry for anything. But this episode extends from that because people not saying sorry is a part of life. There really are some people out there who don't believe that they should apologize for anything. But even still, when you run into these people or you're in a family that has these types of people, you still need to learn to forgive them. Now I get it. Forgiveness can be tricky. Most of the time, we don't want to forgive people that haven't said sorry yet, right? Sometimes it's easier to just stay mad so we don't have to feel the pain that's underneath of that. But you need to find a way to do it anyways. And of course, this is for your health. But truthfully, I didn't always think this way. I used to think I could move on and just not forgive that person or that situation. And for a while, I didn't see any problem with that. But then I went to an acupuncturist and it turns out our liver holds on to things like unforgiveness. Now, I did know that our bodies hold on to emotions, but I thought it was just, you know, the big emotions like anger, sadness, grief. But until I saw that acupuncturist, I didn't realize the severity of how much our internal organs hold on to emotions that go under the radar. Emotions like worry, tension, irritability. Even lack of direction in life can affect our internal organs, which made me do a double take at forgiveness, which is hard, right? Forgiving people who haven't said sorry is super frustrating and can bring up a lot of anger. But if you don't forgive, then trust me, you're going to be carrying around a lot of resentments, which can repress into your liver. But how do you forgive people who have never given you apology or ever will? Well, at the end of this episode, I'll let you in on a scientific study that was done that can help you out. But my number one advice to you is let go of any expectations you have of them. Because while an apology can be good if you're looking for closure, sometimes you're just not going to get it. So you need to acknowledge that you cannot control others' actions or choices or even situations. Sometimes things happen to us in life where, yeah, it wasn't fair, But nothing's going to be done about it. So you're going to need to find the closure from yourself from within. 
And how do you do that? Well, by focusing on your own growth and well-being. So make self-care a priority and do some serious meditation and processing. This means don't pretend like it doesn't hurt because you and I both know it fucking hurts when someone doesn't say sorry when we feel that they should have said it. So take some time, slow down, and process those feelings and reflect on what you need in the moment. Now, in some cases, I've heard people say that it's good to visualize how you wish the apology would go. But from my personal experience, don't stay there. Definitely don't ruminate there. It's one thing to be in a situation and recognize how you wish you would have wanted it to go down regarding getting an apology. But it's another to replay that over and over and over again about all the ways that that person or situation should have said sorry. You know, when you do that, it's not going to do you any good and you're going to end up spiraling. Really, by learning to forgive people or situations when we won't receive an apology, you're going to help yourself let go of any resentment, which is a big step forward for a peace of mind. And look, resentment can be sneaky. Because even if we're, quote, moved on from that situation, that may not be the case. Because if you haven't truly forgiven that person, it's going to creep up and get re-triggered. So understand it's only until you fully, in your bones type of level, forgive them, where you won't suffer the health implications of not forgiving them in the first place. Because choosing not to forgive does have several emotional and psychological consequences that extend past our organs. For example, I said resentment. So holding on to resentment can lead you to be in a state of anger, bitterness, or hostility, which can affect our current relationships. Because sometimes when we get burned in the past, we might believe that everyone around us is going to burn us too. But this isn't true and can lead us down a very isolating path because we don't, you know, we don't know how to trust anyone anymore. Even further, when we do have these unresolved conflicts, you know, swirling around inside of us, it's going to increase our stress and anxiety, which can keep us in that heightened state of alertness, meaning we might overanalyze new people and we might judge everything they say and do. Plus, not forgiving can very quickly send us down a path of seeking revenge. You know, trust me, I've been there, but we can be in this situation where we're dreaming of how we can get back at them or how we can get even but all that does is cause chaos and it's just a waste of time at the end of the day and you're just hurting yourself. And if you are looking to expand your personal growth, learning to forgive is one of those things you'll need to do. Because if you are holding on to grudges, it's going to prevent you from learning a lesson from what you just experienced. And even if you don't think that there's a lesson to be learned there, the lesson could just simply be the power of moving on. Don't fall into the trap of moving on before you've actually done the forgiveness, right? Or you could end up with a very sick liver. But we should know this, right? We know that all those negative emotions, such as anger, bitterness, hostility, resentment, they're going to show up in your health in other ways. It could show up in high blood pressure, cardiovascular problems, or even a weakened immune system. But not forgiving can also have an impact on our self-esteem and self-worth. Because when we're constantly dwelling on past pains, we can let our imagination run wild as to why we didn't get that apology in the first place. Did that person not care enough for me? Was I not important? And these thoughts are destructive as all hell. Like I said in episode 124, it takes a lot of courage and self-awareness to apologize, 
But sometimes it's just the luck of the draw and things happen to us that we can't get an apology from even if we tried. But also in saying this, take a second to reflect as there might be some situations in your life that you know that you fucked up on and you need to apologize for. And if that's the case, go back and apologize regardless of the time that has gone in between. Also in saying that, I want to remember to forgive yourself on some things. You can't hold a personal resentment over mistakes that you've made either. Because again, we're all human over here. We've all made mistakes. And holding on to a personal resentment is equally as dangerous as holding resentment to external people or situations. Plus, it's important to note here that forgiveness doesn't mean that you're condoning the other person's actions or letting them off the hook. Rather, it's our choice to release ourselves from the burden of everything that's associated with the hurt that comes from not getting a true apology. However, forgiveness is a process and it doesn't happen overnight. In some moments, you might feel like you forgive them, but then in others, you might be reminded about how mad you are and how hurt you are. So be patient with yourself and one day, with practice and reflection, you come to the radical acceptance that indeed you have forgiven them and that if you were to see that person again, at least you would be proud of yourself for being able to look them in the eye and have a discussion if you had to. But to round out this episode, I've actually got that fun facts around forgiveness that I thought was really cool. Did you know that the University of Wisconsin-Madison was actually the first to publish a scientific study on forgiveness in 1989? And then in 1993, a professor named Robert Enright of Education of Psychology at the same university developed a therapy called forgiveness therapy. And basically, his studies found that forgiving someone through forgiveness therapy happens in four major phases, which I'm going to break down right now. So the first phase is the uncovering stage. The uncovering phase is when the person who has been treated unfairly focuses on the effects of the injustice in their life. These effects might be things like monetary costs, lost time, ongoing anxiety, depression, anger, sleep problems, you know, all sorts of things. But he also continues to say that in a lot of instances, people don't even realize how much injustice is still impacting their life. In this stage, people will have to think about what solutions they have tried to help the situation and if nothing has worked, then you can move on to the next phase. The next phase is the decision phase. The decision phase is what it sounds like, right? This is where you're going to decide if you want to forgive the person who hurt you. And sometimes that answer might be no. Maybe it's too soon. Maybe the pain is too fresh. Or maybe you're just not ready to let go of that anger. And he says that's okay. This is a still a process that you can return to and eventually you might find that you want to forgive them. Enright's study also made a very valid point that you need to be sure that you are giving forgiveness because you want to, not because someone pressured you into it, not because, you know, family and friends are getting involved and they just want you to get over it. No, this has to come from you. The next step is the work phase, which has two parts. Part one is to broaden the narrative about the other person and develop empathy for them which is where we need to remember that, you know, hurt people hurt people. So you need to think about possible difficulties that they had to endure that maybe led them to this point. Because when we develop empathy, it also prevents us from being cold too, even to the people we may not want to have empathy for. 
you know, in my personal experience, I have seen that the people who have hurt me the most in my life have deeply, deeply been hurt by the people that they cared most about in their life too. And I have empathy for that. But also somewhere along the way, you need to stop, pause, and you need to break that cycle and let go of all of that resentment. The second part to that is standing in the pain, which is where we don't run away from the hurt. And we don't try to take anything away from it. We just acknowledge that the pain is there. We're aware of it and we stay with it, right? This is emotions 101. We need to feel them in their entirety to let them free. The last phase is the discovery phase. The discovery phase is when we reflect on the meaning we found in our life from this experience. Sometimes when we suffer from injustice, it allows us to help other people who are experiencing it. And so we can show other people that they're not alone which I think is super sweet, right? And that's what we should be doing. If we went through a tough time, help others that are going through the same tough time as you or something similar, right? It doesn't have to be exactly the same, but even if it's similar, but still help one another. But there you have it, some science-based evidence to help you and your path of forgiveness. And as much as the going narrative is that it's easier to just not forgive and just move on, the reality is doing that is only going to hurt yourself. Forgiveness is there for us, and it certainly doesn't mean that we need to reconcile with that person or situation. Like it could be a step, of course, but know that you don't need to go down that path if you don't want to. In the end, people and situations in life are going to be unfair. Life is cruel sometimes, so it's actually better to practice this skill of forgiveness than to avoid it altogether. But that is as much as I have on today and on forgiveness. I do hope this was helpful and I wanted to round out the episode for 124. And as for Monday, I've got exciting news. D20 Dom is going to be back and we're going to be setting the record straight on two of the most controversial and talked about kinks within BDSM and kink, which are age play and pet play. Next Wednesday, I will also be doing an episode on CNC. So make sure you stick around for that. But As for Monday, D20 Dom and I are going to go over what they are, what they aren't, and how everything is not what it seems. Another reminder is that the Kinky Wellness Summit mid-sale tickets are still going on, and I will put all that info in the description for you. And if you are in the GTA, next January 28th, yeah, January 28th, there it is, um, come out to the Toronto Stag Shop located on Queen Street West. I know I didn't touch on it much, but the event that we had on the 14th was absolutely amazing and everyone had a great time. I think a big highlight of the event was definitely the community speaking circles, which was quite a lot of fun. We opened the floor up to candid conversations around sex, pleasure, and BDSM and kink and people really felt heard and it was really a time to just kind of ask those questions and get people's thoughts out and really understand that none of us are in this alone right when we go into kinky wellness there are people there that want to help you and guide you down this healing journey of yours so make sure you can come check that out if you are in the gta and around on january 28th but make sure you sign up on eventbrite as seating is limited i will also put that in the description but yeah That is all I have for today, but you guys know what to do. Stay kinky.